Fort Worth is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Welcome to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio, keeping you connected to your faith and your world. Teresa tackles the issues of faith and culture, the pro-life message, and media awareness. And now, here's Teresa Tamio. Hope your Friday is going well, moving into the third week of Advent already. My goodness, December 10th, 2021. Looking forward to our show today. Thanks for tuning in to EWTN. Coming up, as we always do on Fridays, we always look forward to our conversation with our very own Doug Keck. He's the Chief Operating Officer and President of EWTN, giving us a look at what's coming up on the programming schedule and also commenting on the the news and and giving us some great insight, as he always does. At the bottom of the hour, so appreciated with Bishop Dorfler from the Diocese of Marquette in northern Michigan, actually in the UP, Upper Peninsula, uh, for joining us this morning. And this is going to be part of our Fact Check Friday segment. And it's really important to hear what the bishop has to say about this. Back in July, he put out a very beautiful document regarding being made in the image and likeness of God on the dignity of the human person. It was very strong, but it was also extremely loving, extremely loving. And it talked about how do we accompany people who are struggling with gender dysphoria and same-sex attraction. And it reflected beautifully church teaching. It also gave uh, great insight and advice on how to work with people. Now, it also explained if someone is acting, because someone who has same-sex attraction, having that attraction is not a sin, we know. Acting on it is. The same thing with gender dysphoria. Now, he is saying in this document that if you are acting on this, then you cannot present yourself uh, for communion, and he explains why. Now, the, the explanation is very thorough and very loving, and he walks those who are in ministry through, how do we deal with this? as a people of God. What do we do? Now again, this came out in July, and I might be missing something, but I don't remember a huge uproar. So the other day, I think this is on Tuesday when I was putting together the news, I'm looking at the wire service and they have these stories about the bad bishop in Marquette saying this, that, the other thing. And I'm saying to my producer, Andrew, what's going on here? Who's behind this? This thing came out in July. Why are the media jumping on this now? What's behind it, or you know, what person, what group is behind this? Something, something is fishy here. Now, people can comment on anything at any time, just because they commented now versus six months ago. Okay, but why are the media jumping on this? From whom or what are they taking their direction, their marching orders? There's always something going on there behind the scenes in terms of the agenda of the left, leftist media. And so I did a little digging, and lo and behold, found out that Father James Martin was tweeting about it. Now, I don't know why he decided to tweet about it now, but he was tweeting about it, and all of a sudden it's a big story. And if you look at the reports that are out there, what do the media do? With whom do they speak in terms of this issue? All of the groups that are very much for so-called same-sex marriage and think the church should change its teaching, change the catechism, they didn't go to the bishop himself. They quoted his document, but they didn't, and they didn't quote it thoroughly, by the way. They didn't talk to the bishop. They didn't look at what the church actually teaches, and they did not see, did not mention how strong Pope Francis has been on this issue of gender ideology. He has been extremely outspoken about this and repeated over and over again what's going on in terms of the impact on the person, the impact on the family, the impact on society. Of course, none of that was in the stories that I read. 
So this is why I want to address this during the Fact Check Friday segment at 28 minutes past the hour with Bishop John Dorfler from the Diocese of Marquette. And then we'll wrap up with more inspiration from the folks who are behind this beautiful ministry in the Holy Land, the Holy Family Hospital of Bethlehem. We're going to be chatting with Ambassador Michelle Burke-Bow. She is the Order of Malta's Ambassador to Palestine. The Order of Malta is a wonderful ministry, and they do such good for those in need, not only in the U.S., but especially around the world. So that's our program on this Friday morning. Hey, if you are um, in certain parts of the country, batten down the hatches because we've got storms coming through. We'll have more details about it in the news, but here is the forecast from the National Weather Service. A powerful storm could be producing one to two feet of snow across the Intermountain West, then moving on to the Northern Plains and Great Lakes through today with heavy snow. Other hazards include severe storms with possible tornadoes, heavy rainfall across the Mid-South, and critical fire weather threats increasing across the Southern Plains today. So looking at some bad weather, but uh, just in time for Christmas. I don't know if we'll hold on to have a white Christmas, but we shall see. So just keep that in mind if you're in any of those areas affected. And again, as we mentioned, we'll have an update right now in our news. Five minutes past the hour. Thanks for tuning in to the one, the only EWTN, Global Catholic Radio Network. Let's get started and see what's happening on a Friday. Well, it's approaching two months now since missionaries with an Ohio-based Christian charity were kidnapped in Haiti. The 17 missionaries and their family members with Christian aid were working to set up an orphanage near the capital of Port-au-Prince when they were kidnapped back on October 16th. Since then, five hostages have been released. A Haitian gang is still demanding, though, $1 million for each of the hostages. And the death toll is rising now from one of the worst road accidents in Mexico in years. At least 54 people losing their lives when the truck they were overturned in yesterday, when the truck they were in overturned. Officials say more than 100 migrants were inside, but there are some reports a number could be as high as 200. The Supreme Court hearing arguments this week concerning religious freedom. This case asking whether a state such as Maine is breaching the free exercise clause or equal protection clause of the First Amendment by barring students in a student aid program from using their aid to attend schools offering a sectarian education. Former Educational Secretary Betsy DeVos speaking with EWTN News Nightly last night about the importance of this case. The main law uh, explicitly discriminates against faith-based schools. And so uh, the court uh, will opine on this soon. It could have really wide-reaching implications for schools across the country. And I'm very hopeful that that's the case because families more than ever, after experiencing the last year and a half with all the lockdowns and COVID, are, are seeking alternatives and other options for their kids. At issue is a program in Maine that provides subsidies for education in rural districts that don't have their own high school. The state allows parents in that situation to use the money that would have been spent locally to send their children to other public or private schools, but not to programs that offer religious instruction. Police are asking for the public's help in identifying a person of interest, as Catholic News Agency explains, caught on camera damaging an Our Lady of Fatima statue outside the Basilica of the National Shrine of the Immaculate Conception. On Wednesday, police released a black-and-white surveillance video of the incident showing a man wearing a mask approaching the Marian statue at about 11 o'clock at night. The man steps up to the statue, withdraws a hammer-like tool, and appears to strike at Our Lady's hands. He then climbs back down, only to step up again and repeatedly whack at her face, sending pieces of, as Catholic News Agency explains, of marble flying. And as he leaves, he appears to pick up and carry away the statue's 
cut off hands. The video can be viewed at catholicnewsagency.com, and a copy of the police report obtained by CNA notes that the statue's praying hands, face, and the cross of her crown were damaged. The statue has a declared value of $250,000, according to the police report. As we mentioned earlier, a large storm system bringing snow from the Rockies to the upper Midwest as we head into the weekend. Meteorologist Bill Karen says severe weather is also possible for parts of the south today. As far as severe weather goes, a heads up to all my friends, especially from the Mississippi, northern Mississippi, to Memphis, to Nashville, Paducah, Lexington, Louisville area, Cincinnati, Indianapolis. Late night tornadoes are possible, so keep that in mind. Thunderstorms also possible from Memphis to Little Rock and parts of Louisiana. A funeral for the Senate's longest-serving GOP leader beginning this morning. Joe Biden leading the tributes for Bob Dole, whom he called the hero of democracy. Dole's casket arriving at the Capitol to lie in state and will soon move to the Washington National Cathedral. Mike Bauer tells us actor Jesse Smollett has been found guilty of staging his own racist and homophobic attack in Chicago. Special Prosecutor Dan Webb spoke after Thursday's verdict. Reporting a, a fake crime to the Chicago Police Department as a real crime, that verdict was a resounding message by the jury that, in fact, Mr. Smollett did exactly what we said he did. Jesse Smollett was convicted of falsifying a hate crime almost three years after he claimed two Trump-loving bigots beat him up, tied a noose around his neck, and doused him in bleach in what is believed to be an attempt to raise his public profile. Twelve jurors in the Chicago Criminal Court found the disgraced actor guilty of five of six counts of felony disorderly conduct. And Smollett now faces at least three years of jail time for each of the five counts of felony disorderly conduct. The defense team, meanwhile, says they do plan to appeal. Alec Baldwin, as Scott Pringle reports, is back in New York City at what was his first public event since a deadly shooting on a movie set. Alec Baldwin attended the Robert F. Kennedy Ripple of Hope Award Gala. This was hosted by a nonprofit group last night, and this is his first public appearance since the shooting. Baldwin spoke at the event but did not mention the October 21st shooting in New Mexico where he killed the director of cinematography with a prop gun that he believed was not loaded. The RFK Gala recognizes public figures who are dedicated to social change and did present an award to Stacey Abrams, a voting rights activist who's running for governor in Georgia. Weekly jobless claims are hitting a level not seen in more than 50 years. The Labor Department says 184,000 initial jobless claims were filled last filed last week. Now that's a drop of 43,000 from the previous week's revised total and the lowest level since September of 69. The biggest increases for this week ending November 27th for the week ending November 27th were seen in states such as North Carolina, Wisconsin and Ohio, Virginia, California and Texas seeing the largest drops. Mark Mayfield tells us Amtrak's schedule may look slimmer due to a federal contractor vaccine mandates. On Thursday, President Stephen Gardner testified to a House of Representatives committee saying around 5% of employees have not been vaccinated with the January the 4th deadline approaching. Gardner said not enough workers are fully vaccinated by then. Service will have to be reduced to start off the new year. He noted that the destinations most affected would be the long-distance ones. A strike at four Kellogg's cereal plants is showing no sign of ending just two weeks before Christmas. About 1,400 workers walking out two months ago in Michigan, Nebraska, Pennsylvania, and Tennessee over pay and overtime issues. They turned down a new contract offer this week, and now the company is hiring permanent replacements. 
Trey Thomas tells us Tesla is now being sued by yet another female employee for sexual harassment. In a suit filed Wednesday, assembly line worker Erica Cloud accuses the car factory and her former manager of continuous and pervasive sexual harassment. Cloud alleges her manager hugged her while making crude remarks and that she's experiencing retaliation for complaining to human resources. It's the second lawsuit in less than a month alleging a hostile work environment against women at Tesla's California factory. A Delta Airline passenger behind bars in Oklahoma after allegedly assaulting a flight attendant and an air marshal. The plane making an emergency landing last night on the way to Los Angeles. Video shows a man arguing and later being restrained and yelling. And Lisa Taylor tells us online shopping may be more convenient, but it's also getting more expensive. Adobe says those prices have increased by 3.5% from one year ago. Adobe began looking at online prices back in 2014, and the jump is the biggest year-over-year -year spike it's seen. Apparel prices are particularly high. They're up 17.3%. Fox News lighting up their new Christmas tree outside their Midtown Manhattan studios last night, less than 48 hours after a homeless man allegedly burned down the first one. Timothy Cardinal Dolan and members of the New York Fire Department and Police Departments were invited to the tree lighting as well that took place live on the news network. Christmas Keller singing de Deck the Halls and many New Yorkers and tourists cheering as the lights on the tree came on, some in the crowd chanting USA. A homeless man was arrested and released from jail pending his next hearing for setting fire to the first tree that sat outside the network studios. The fire did some half a million dollars in damages to the ornaments and lights that had decorated the charred tree. Almost 14 minutes past the hour. Do hope your Friday morning is going well. We appreciate your listenership here at EWTN. For all the information on this program and all the great programming, EWTN.com and, of course, AveMariaRadio.net. Always an honor and a blessing to have Doug Keck join us in his busy schedule, giving us the inside word of what's coming up in programming so you can schedule it and put it on your calendar and record all the good stuff if you can't watch it live. We'll be right back. CMF Curo is a Catholic health care ministry providing families nationwide with a better solution centered around whole health, spirit, mind, and body. Our members share their medical burdens within a faith-filled community. At CMF Curo, our members have access to a spiritual director, concierge services, and other health and spiritual resources. Find out if CMF Curo is a better solution for your family. Visit MyCatholicHealthCare.com. That's MyCatholicHealthCare.com. When the need for senior care arises, home is where the heart is. Visiting Angels provides home care for mom or dad up to 24 hours per day, including personal care, meals, and light housework. You may select your professional caregiver with Visiting Angels. More information at visitingangels.com or at 877-374-LIVE. That's 877-374-LIVE. Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. Location, location, relocation. Studies show more than a third of college students transfer and half of those do it more than once. It reminds us of St. Augustine's quote, Our souls are restless until they rest in thee. 
At Ave Maria University, we challenge this group to visit us, stroll down our palm tree paths, spike a shot on our sand volleyball court, or partake in an outdoor devotion. There's a reason when students visit Ave Maria, they tend to stay. Ave Maria University, your relocation destination. Visit AveMaria.edu. Welcome back. 15 minutes past the hour. It's a Friday. That means we speak with Doug Heck, our President and Chief Operating Officer. All the great programming coming up. And a little bit of a sanctuary and a haven, Doug, I think. for We were just talking during the break about just the craziness out there in, in the media. Uh, and it just it, these stories where it's like just no no sense of reality. Reality, facts, truth, doesn't matter. Right. Again, and because a lot of people base what they understand going on in the world and what they were being told by uh, mainstream media, what they read online. And we know that now it continues, but certainly we know over the last uh, couple of years there was uh, an intense coordinated in many ways uh, program to of disinformation that uh, spun things in a, in a way that uh, helped people to form opinions that quite honestly they wouldn't have formed if they actually got the facts so mm-hmm. in some cases there was a lot of people who were basically duped um, you know um, some were uh, willing dupes because they wanted to believe it and others just got duped because they just trusted the people who were normally telling them these things and thought that they were basically being at least reasonably honest uh you know they might have thought well they might be exaggerating it a little bit but you know the core of the story is true but yeah we've had so many things that are so bizarre um that you know that, that has made people question obviously the mainstream media also um you know a lot of things even with what we've seen with the Cuomo brothers and things like oh. that, that you know i would say that many in the catholic media were pointing out some concerns especially with the governor and things like that and uh, there was a lot of pushback uh, but now you see that it turns out in that case uh, what we were being told wasn't true is true and a lot of the things that we were being told was true about uh, some other politicians turned out not to be true so it, it gives everybody pause, and they shouldn't. That's why they should use EWTN and Ave Maria and our Catholic radio and TV mm-hmm. and, and Internet sources um, as a touchstone to at least uh, as a reference point against what they're hearing on the web uh, and things like that. Well, another story that got my Italian up, I just want to mention this because I know as, as somebody who spent a lot of time in the secular media as well, you can relate to this. So I'm reading a story about Brian Williams saying, you know, sayonara to NBC. He's retiring or something. I don't know. And they're praising him. And I'm like, wait a minute. What the man did so much damage to the business because he was caught, I mean, telling these grandiose stories. And people knew it for years and never said anything. And now they're just sending him off with this, oh, he was so wonderful, yada, yada, yada. Are you kidding me? Well, that's the world we live in today. Everybody is is turned into a saint upon their kind of demise one way or the other, whether it's from leaving a job or retiring or actually passing on. And, and it's kind of, uh, you know, the problem with it is it's so obviously untrue that, you know, and that, you know, people, you go, oh, please, you know. But, again, the people in media, and, you know, they love to give each other rewards. Yeah, they're uh, and, legends and, in their and, own minds. And, pleas- and, and, and and praise themselves constantly about how amazingly talented and wonderful they are. Uh, and so, you know, they do it to each other, and I think sometimes they also do it because, you know, they're there, but for the grace of God goes I. So if something blows up in my face, I want them to tr- give me the Brian Williams uh, outro, you know. Uh, right. Give me that uh, way out the door, and so yeah. How'd that work for them with Chris Cuomo? Just saying. 
Well, again, you know, uh, you know, they uh, they probably could have dealt with it a little earlier, but you know, a lot of these things are the same thing. Um, you know, the one thing you do uh, or know when you deal with the Cuomos, going back to their father Mario, when I lived in New York and grew up in New York, is that he doesn't go down easy, and mm-hmm. um, there'll be there'll be some lawsuits and some ongoing fights, and they don't fight uh, according to the Marcus of Queensbury rules. Mm. Mm. And he's already Chris Cuomo is already threatening to sue uh, CNN Absolutely. if they don't pay him his, all of his money. Absolutely. We could talk forever about uh, what's bad about the media, uh, and we're going to be addressing some of those issues with uh, Bishop Dorfler at the bottom of the hour. But I do want to say this is why we are so grateful for EWTN. So what's coming up? A busy time of year, I'm sure. Right. Well, we you know we just got uh, uh, finished, in a sense, focusing on Our Lady as it related to uh, the Immaculate Conception. Now we've got Our Lady of Guadalupe basically taking over the channel for a couple of days on Saturday and Sunday. So on Saturday, we've got Guadalupe, the Miracle, and the Message. Uh, Jim Caviezel narrated this particular program. It's on at 2 p.m. Eastern time on Saturday, also 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, 1531, a story that is not finished yet as well. Uh, another program on focusing on Our Lady of Guadalupe and Juan Diego. On Sunday, we've got the Mass in honor of Our Lady of Guadalupe from Los Angeles. People can check that out. We've also got Guadalupe Mysteries, a program created by our miracle hunter, Michael O'Neill. That'll be at 1.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Sunday. And Explore with the Miracle Hunter, focusing directly on Guadalupe as well, which will follow that program, basically. We've got Saving Our Faith Sunday, um, focusing on uh, St. Unipera Sarah, and, of course, that's with the... Father Leo, he'll be there uh, cooking up a storm. And we've also got uh, next week uh, Catholic Scotland, a three-part miniseries people can look for uh, December 13th through the 15th at 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And that, of course, is is part of our uh, gallery strip. And next Wednesday, a kind of interesting program, uh, Father Mitch is welcoming royalty, uh, Princess Maria Anna Galetzine and uh, Diane Schweind. Will or Schwind, I should say, uh, will be on the program talking about the beatification life of Empress Zita, who Ooh. was the princess's uh, grandmother. So it's kind of an interesting thing. So uh, kind of something a little different. And but you know, Father Mitch, he can handle mm-hmm. anybody. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's all. EW10.com. All the information. Go to online, and of course, don't forget about our wonderful on-demand programming. Hey, I was watching the W10 News Nightly last night and saw a story. Speaking of Michael, you mentioned him earlier and his great Saints project. He has something coming up on uh, Solanus Casey, I saw as well. Right, exactly. Yes, yes. He's he's really uh, been churning out a lot of good product for us since uh, we brought him on board as an employee of EWTN between the radio show and, and the programming. It was a, a perfect marriage of somebody who, with a lot of talent and a lot of uh, drive and for us to be able to help support that from a... Uh, outlet perspective and a financial perspective mm-hmm. uh, to get these kinds of programs that wouldn't be made if we weren't doing them. Well, I noticed some of the B-roll, as we say in the biz, that they ran last right. night uh, with Tracy doing the interview with him. It was beautiful because it was from the Father Solanus Casey Center here in the Archdiocese of Detroit, which has become a huge pilgrimage site, and more and more people are learning about him since he was uh, beatified a few years ago. So I, I love the right. saints, and so I love I love Michael's work, and I love the fact that you focus on this, because I think there's so much to be had and so much to right. learn from our saints, and they can help us, especially in the crazy Absolutely. world in which we're living. It's one of the great gifts of the Catholic Church uh, to our faith is our older brothers and sisters of the faith 
to 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 learn about them and learn about their their real lives, uh, not the hagiography. Understanding the trials and tribulations, all the things they had to overcome, whether they were attacked from outside the church or even many times criticized inside the church, but because of their love of the Lord and and their belief in the church itself as being that institution started by our Lord, they persevered, and that's why we revere them today and don't remember the names of the people who gave them a hard time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's so many stories that, that go along, Doug, with what we're experiencing right now in the church and in the world. And I always tell right. people, people get all upset. And look, I, I get upset, too. You and I were just talking about what's right. happening there's, in the culture. There'll be right but, to get upset, but right. it's not, yeah. not to despair. Yes. There's right. a difference between right. you know getting your you know being passionate about about what's happening in the world and being concerned about people then but never going into despair because the church has all the answers. So, thanks for doing this and I really appreciate uh, all the different programs and and it's going to be an, a busy two weeks coming up and Absolutely. also so appreciate the opportunity to have EWTN News Nightly to you know to be able to look at the clips and and incorporate them into my news uh, because you're going to be covering the stories that I can't find elsewhere as somebody who tries to give the news to someone every day. Absolutely, and th- and that is the alternative that we we can provide, uh, so that you're not getting your stuff from uh, you know CNN necessarily or MSNBC or NBC or ABC's oh, news feed or even no. AP, <laughs> which at one time in the dim distant past yes. used to actually be sort of middle of the ground, middle of the road, but that's all gone. I mean, everybody's everybody's news story is is just packed with opinion. Oh my goodness. It's off the charts. It used I, I to was, be. I'm re- I want to read the story to tell me what happened. I don't need your interpretation about not only why it happened, uh, but also what it should mean to me personally about the fact that it happened. Right, and how you're a bad person if you don't uh, believe or you know perceive things the way they perceive it. Right. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And and that's the thing. So yeah. I think well, it's I a- good that people are, are pushing back. And yep. And I think we're Your pushing back helps. lovingly with facts and truth and, and the fact that we have all these different, no pun intended, all these different factual news organizations available to people on EWTN. Doug, have a great weekend. Look forward to our conversation too, my friend. next God week. Bless. For more information, as Doug said, no need to panic. Everything is there on the website, EWTN.com. Fact Check Friday, speaking of the media, coming up next. Stay tuned. keeping you informed and inspired. Hi, Joe McLean here, host of the Catholic Drive Time, heard Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Central, 7 Eastern, right here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. News and information, Catholic conversation, inspiration, fun, and prizes are involved. Log on to our website to get all the details, to find all the information, the podcast, the videos, and so much more. GRNonline.com. That's GRNonline.com forward slash CDT. God love you. Hi, I'm Piper with Ingress Labs. My family and I are parishioners at St. Philip the Apostle Catholic Church in Louisville and are active in several St. Philip ministries. We are proud new sponsors of KHEH 910 AM. Ingress Labs helps businesses develop and maintain their IT systems. We also identify cybersecurity threats to your business. We're at 469-912-0397 or you can email help at ingresslabs.com. 
That's help at ingresslabs.com. Ingress Labs, the company with the unusual name. Calling all women. The Women of St. Philip the Apostle Parish in Louisville presents an Advent morning of reflection on Saturday, December 11th, beginning with Mass at 9 a.m. with a reflection and lunch to follow. The reflection titled From Advent into Eternity with Mary Our Mother will be led by award-winning author Sharon Perkins. Come for a morning of sharing and fellowship. Tickets are $25. Contact Anita at 214-207-9437 to get yours. Again, 214-207-9437. Your odyssey begins at the University of Dallas, the premier Catholic liberal arts university in Texas. With campuses in Irving and Italy, UD's rigorous core curriculum sets it apart. An education rooted in the great works of Catholic and Western tradition. An education that ennobles and enables students in their pursuit of wisdom, truth, and virtue. Undergraduate, graduate, and certificate programs available. Start your college odyssey at the University of Dallas today. Go to udallas.edu to learn more. Catholic Connection is a Friday, and normally on Fridays I try to do a segment, and we've done this since uh, the election, actually, a few years ago. Um, We actually talk about Fact Check Friday, and we look at the media, and we examine different stories, and we do this so... As Archbishop Shepi always says, we need to know how the media works so they don't work on us. And, and so I try to clarify, especially in terms of cultural issues uh, that go against what we believe as Christians and more specifically Catholic Christians. So I was uh, saying at the top of the hour, the other day I was putting together the news for you on a Tuesday, and I was telling my producer, Andrew, that I noticed his story about our guest, uh, Bishop Dorfler from the Diocese of Marquette uh, in Michigan and uh, the Upper Peninsula. And they're attacking uh, his document, his beautiful document that came out in July uh, about the dignity of the human person, which is a very loving document which outlines what the church teaches and reiterates the church teaching in the areas of human sexuality. And I'm noticing all these comments from people who are quote-unquote in the church but totally disagree with the church teaching on these issues. And I'm saying to myself, okay, someone triggered the media to do this story. Why are they doing this now versus when the document came out six months ago? And so I do a little bit more digging. I speak to the communications director in the Diocese of Marquette, John, who got back to me right away. And then we find out that the source is um, Father James Martin, who apparently is tweeting about this. So, Your Excellency, first of all, thank you for, for joining us. And when did you first hear about this all of a sudden becoming a news story, the document that you put out back at the end of July? Uh, I believe it was actually on the uh, Solemnity of the Immaculate Conception is uh, when um, I was made aware of this. So just your thoughts in terms of what did you think when you saw some of the things that were coming out? Knowing that uh, the Church's beautiful teaching on the human person and human sexuality is is countercultural, I anticipated actually some... uh, pushback in the media when um, when I first issued the document, and I was actually quite surprised that uh, there was none at that time. Uh, you know, so I, I did expect that something like this would come sooner or later. And, and I think this is really, for us, a wonderful opportunity to dive deeper in the deep uh, and beautiful and rich teaching that the church gives us about our life and about our happiness and 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 i look at this as a good teaching moment 
Oh, it definitely is. Uh, the situation, though, that's frustrating to me as, as someone with an extensive journalism background is the lack of that, the lack of insight, the lack of, of, of really picking up the phone and talking to you as we are today and say, okay, uh, let's learn more about this. And, and this should have been done if they were concerned about it uh, back in July, as you said. You know, okay, let's, let's ask some questions about this. Let's dive in more deeply. But all of the folks that were commenting in the articles that I saw when the story went viral were those who are strongly against church teaching. And the media, and I know how they operate, they tend to take their, their marching orders or their directions uh, from people that, go along with their agenda, including what uh, Father James Martin all, all often talks about. So I know that you put out a statement uh, in response, a very good statement, clear statement, again, reiterating your, what you said in the document. But how else do you think we can use this right now as a teaching opportunity, as you mentioned? Well, I'd like to set this in the context of the art of pastoral accompaniment. And if you don't mind, I'd like to take a, a few minutes to dive into that. Sure. Because it's a word that's bandied about uh, many times today, and it's, it's often not clear what we're really talking about. So I'd like to just quote a, a couple paragraphs from my document. Um, I actually dedicate about five pages uh, to this, but uh, let's take a look at a couple paragraphs here. Mm -hmm. I say, the path of accompaniment leads first to a deeper encounter with Jesus, and a proclamation of the kerygma, the core message of the gospel. In light of the experience of God's love and with the strength of his grace, people are then able to address sinful behavior. To address the behavior apart from fostering a personal encounter with Jesus and his love is likely to harm the other person. The grace of God makes conversion possible. Thus, we must begin the journey of pastoral accompaniment by striving to foster a personal encounter with Jesus Christ. Only then can we shepherd people step by step to embrace and live the fullness of truth. To accompany others, it is insufficient merely to state the Church's teaching. Right. In addition, we must strive to meet people and lead them step by step as we all walk toward the fullness of truth. Accompaniment requires docility to the Holy Spirit and discernment of the steps along the path. Discernment requires the virtue of pastoral prudence and must be carried out in fidelity to the teachings of the Church. Accompaniment does not dilute the teachings of the Church but rather animated by charity, we are to proclaim the gospel in its fullness. So I, I think in those two paragraphs, we, we sort of have accompaniment in a nutshell. Mm -hmm. And a good example of this, as I also refer to in the document, is uh, Jesus' encounter with the woman at the well. The well, right. Mm -hmm. And you know, as we notice this, this beautiful passage in the Gospel of John, uh, we see in the woman uh, a whole journey towards conversion and discipleship. And Jesus begins his dialogue with her not by pointing out her sinful behavior. That's not the first thing that he says to her. He really begins with this offer of living water and eternal life. And it's only when the woman begins to desire this living water that he 
points out her sinful situation. You know, the Lord says, You are right in saying, I do not have a husband, for you have had five husbands, and the one you have now is not your husband. And then the woman's journey to faith continues, and he reveals himself to her as the Messiah. And she goes forth and, and tells the people in the town, and other people come to the Lord and, right. and people believe in him. But, but you see, in, in this journey, Jesus starts out in this dialogue with her. He, she encounters his presence, she encounters his love, and it's in that context that she's able to receive the healing mercy of God and his love and face the conditions of her life and move towards conversion. And, and so this is really uh, the attitude that we are to have in, in uh, working with and walking with people is to follow this model of Jesus Christ. It doesn't, it doesn't involve diluting the teachings of the Church in any way whatsoever, but it, it begins with the proclamation of Jesus Christ, His forgiveness, His love, and His mercy. And then in light of that encounter with Jesus, can people be brought to a full conversion? And, and so the question about uh, having the, the proper dispositions to receive the sacraments and so forth all need to be seen uh, in this light in how we approach people and, and move them to the proper dispositions uh, and turning away from sin so that they are able to receive the sacraments. But Your Excellency, you, you exp- expressed it beautifully and lovingly, not just now, but also reading from your document. Can you stay with us a few more minutes, because I have a number of questions, and there's a couple of other points that I, want, I want to bring out with you that's so important about what you just said. Can you hang for a few minutes with us? I'd be happy to. Great. Okay. We'll have more with Bishop Dorfler from the Diocese of Marquette, Michigan, uh, part of our Fact Check Friday segment. We'll be right back on a Friday morning edition of Catholic Connection. Hi, this is Dave Palmer with a reminder to download the Guadalupe Radio Network app on your smartphone. It's very simple to do, and once you have the app on your phone, you can listen to a crystal clear signal of this station, KTH 910 AM, 24 hours a day, anywhere you are. If you have any questions about our app or need help setting it up on your phone, contact me through email, davepalmer at grnonline.com. Do you remember writing your Christmas wish list as a child and wondering what Santa would bring? In many developing countries like Haiti, most children don't make Christmas lists and they don't expect Christmas gifts. Often, every penny their parents earn must go to their basic needs like food, shelter, and water. Now picture the joy of surprising a child with their first Christmas gift. You can spark that magical moment by sending them a box of joy at boxofjoy.org. A rosary and the story of Jesus is included in every box of joy. Give today at boxofjoy.org. I'll bet you know by now that Amazon Smile is a great way to support your favorite charity. And supporting the Guadalupe Radio Network while you shop is easy. Step one, just start off at smile.amazon.com. Step two, choose La Promesa Foundation as your charity. La Promesa Foundation is the parent company of Guadalupe Radio Network. And step three, enjoy your shopping. 
Amazon will donate a portion of your purchase to the La Promesa Foundation, and it doesn't cost you any extra. La Promesa Foundation and Guadalupe Radio Network, thank you. KTH 910 AM welcomes Emerson on Harvest Hill as a new sponsor. It's a senior living community in North Dallas near St. Rita Parish. Amenities include chef-prepared meals each day, transportation, social and educational events and activities, 24-hour security, and the participation in the sacraments. To learn more about Emerson on Harvest Hill or to arrange a tour and visit, you can contact Contact Karen Ray via email at kray at emersonharvesthill.com or you can visit their website, emersononharvesthill.com. So appreciate the time that His Excellency is taking with us to really dive into this beautiful church teaching on who we are, made in the image and likeness of God. We're talking about uh, his beautiful document on this, on not only uh, dealing, uh, helping people who have same-sex attraction and dysphoria, how do we walk with them and explain to them who they are, made in the image and likeness of God. But all of a sudden, the media picking up on this document when it came out at the end of July, and I was trying to think, was there something I missed? Because I don't recall, and I, I searched and searched and couldn't find anything negative out there that came out when the actual document was issued. And then all of a sudden, this week, a tweet from James Martin goes out, and the media you know, said this story all over the place, and a very, very biased reporting uh, with ta- only talking with, at least from what I saw, people that agree with James Martin on these issues. And Your Excellency, what was so frustrating uh, for me, and by the way, you can find the statement in response to this on the homepage of the Diocese of Marquette, uh, just going to the media section. What's so frustrating to me is that the way your beautiful teaching, as you just outlined it, was not explained, not only in the news stories, but the tweets that went out. It made it sound as if the church and you as a representative of the church were condemning all people who are struggling with same-sex attraction and gender dysphoria. And that's not what you said in the document, and that is not church teaching. The church says that someone who has same-sex attraction is not sinning, only the sin is when they act on it. And, and, and the same applies to those of us who are heterosexual and are not paying attention to the church teaching and are going against the sexuality in terms of what the church says about this gift that is given to us. So that was my frustration uh, with the media, why now? And, and then I found out, of course, that um, Father Martin was tweeting about it. But to me, it, I so appreciate you taking the time with us because the church teaching is so beautiful and so loving on this. Your thoughts? The church teaching is indeed very beautiful, and it's the way to happiness. And ultimately, don't we really want to be happy? And if you think of all of the things we do, the reason we do them is we want to be happy. And of course, uh, our happiness is found in union with God. And and, uh, the church's beautiful teaching on sexuality helps us to live out this gift in a way that images the, you know, the love of God, the three divine persons in our own life, and enter into a deeper union with Him. And that's at the heart of it. And, and, and how important it is for us to, to um, uh, in, embark on this wonderful journey into divine intimacy. Um, yeah, I think the purpose and the meaning of human sexuality can really be unveiled by asking a few questions. I do this in the document. And, it, it, and let's just take a moment and, and tap into the real deep desires of our hearts. Mm-hmm. I mean, how, you know, how do we want to be loved? Do we want to be loved temporarily or permanently? Well, right. Don't we want to be loved permanently with a love mm-hmm. that never goes away? 
You know, h- how do we want to be loved? Do we want to be loved faithfully or unfaithfully? Well, we want a love that's ever faithful and true. Do we want to be loved partially or totally, conditionally or unconditionally? Do we want to be loved fruitfully and in a life-giving way? Of course, this is these are things we desire. We want to love as total and unconditional and life-giving. And, and, and these deep desires in our hearts, which God has put in our hearts, correspond to the, the meaning of this gift of sexuality that he has given us. And, and we see that, you know, the, the acts proper to marriage, as we call them, are then lived out in imaging this love of God for us, which is what? It's, it's permanent, and it's faithful, mm-hmm. and it's fruitful, and it's total, and it's unconditional. When a man and woman give themselves to each other for their whole life, and are called to love each other in a way that mirrors the love of God. And we see this even in the marriage promises. I promise to be true to you in good times and in bad, in sickness and in health. I will love you and honor you all the days of my life. And the acts proper to marriage are, are meant to express this. And and then, of course, because uh, God's love is fruitful, if you think of the, the self-giving of the Father to the Son, well, the, the Holy Spirit proceeds from the Father and the Son, so by analogy, by the self-gift of a, a husband and wife to each other in the context of marriage, uh, another person can proceed, so to speak. Uh, we're, we're talking in analogy here, but, but you see how, how this image is really the, the, the Trinity and how we're created in God's image and likeness. Mm-hmm. And the way to happiness, the, the way to live our sexuality on the road to happiness is to, to mirror uh, this image of God that is inscribed within our very hearts. Yeah. Often, though, and by the way, if you're just joining us on Catholic Connection on a Friday morning, uh, having a very important conversation with His Excellency Bishop John Dorfer from the Diocese of Marquette, we're talking about his document, Creating the Image and Likeness of God, originally coming out in July. What's so frustrating to me, Your Excellency, in, in the reports that I'm seeing is they're so focused on on claiming that the church is oppressive and negative and that you uh, and others who, who are following church teaching, as we all should be doing, are adding to that oppression. And yet the, the, the document is so loving. You start out in the very first paragraph. There is an ever greater need today for the pastoral care of persons with same-sex attraction and persons with gender dysphoria. Let us open our hearts to the love of God that we may overflow with love and kindness and respect for others. The instruction is not meant to be a complete explanation of the subject, rather providing some orienting considerations for pastoral care. And you go on to talk, as you mentioned earlier, starting out with the art of pastoral accompaniment. What's so sad to me, and and this again going back to the media and and their just total irresponsibility in, in this overall issue, is they are completely ignoring the pain that people go through who are entering into these lives that go against who we are, made in the image and likeness of God. 60 Minutes, finally, I think it was back in September, actually did a story on people who went through, quote-unquote, the the, uh, the horrible uh, hormone changes and, and eventually had operations to alter their, their, their physical bodies. And then they, they went back to their original DNA, right? Of course, the DNA didn't change, but you know what I'm saying. They went back to being a woman when they were born female. Um, and they were talking about the trauma 
and how they were pushed into this and they didn't even have a chance to talk to anyone. They immediately, in many cases, were given the, the, the hormones and the struggles that they went through that it didn't solve their problems and they were not happy. 60 Minutes got such pushback from that and the story wasn't even that great. They've, they did a, interview a few of these young people. But there's a denial of the reality of what's happening when we go against who we are made in the image and likeness of God. Your thoughts? I, I would agree with you, Teresa, on you know on that matter. And um, with respect to the matter of gender dysphoria, I say in the document, um, and let me just quote this little section here: "Persons with gender dysphoria are also in need of our care and pastoral accompaniment." Because of the fundamental body-soul unity of the human person, the sex of the person and the sex of the body are the same. Every one of us is created as either male or female. Thus, to live according to the truth of our human nature, we are to embrace our bodily sex. It is a gift given to us. Those who experience incongruence between their bodily sex and what they perceive their sex to be deserve our love, compassion, and our care. A good analogy is how we would help persons who are suffering from anorexia nervosa. Mm -hmm. In this disorder, there is an incongruence between how the persons perceive themselves and their bodily reality. They may perceive themselves as overweight when they are really quite thin. Just as we would refer a person with anorexia to an expert to help him or her, let us also refer persons with gender dysphoria to a qualified counselor to help them while we show them the depth of our love and our friendship. And yeah. this is, I think, to be our, our fundamental pastoral attitude in reaching out to people who, who, who must be suffering you know, very deeply is you know, love, compassion, friendship, and, and, and something that will truly help them. But in so many cases, Your Excellency, in certain parts of the country, in certain states, uh, um, psychologists, counselors who, who want to do this are barred from doing so because of laws and basically claiming that they're discriminatory. So, so how do we continue to do this in terms of giving people the best information and guidance uh, to understand who they are made in the image and likeness of God? It's an increasingly difficult challenge given this the culture in which we're in. Well, the Church is to be a beacon of light and truth and happiness and joy. And let that light shine brightly in our culture. This, this is what we are, we are to do as Catholics. Let that light shine. Let's not put it under a bushel basket. Mm. Let's not hide it under a bed. Let's let that light shine. You know, the truth in itself, when people come to know it and embrace it, is attractive because it speaks to you know, the, the fundamental truth that's inscribed within our hearts and God's love and God's wisdom. And, and oftentimes it, 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 it's obscured, and, and we just need to let that light shine. You know, that, that, that's, our, uh, that's our calling. This is what the Lord asks us to do. Let's not put our light under a bushel basket. Let it, let's put it on a stand. Let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. And over time, I think history will show the real compassion of the Church to, to reach out to people who are suffering in a real way. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and this is where we need to be beacons of life. 
So in some ways, Your Excellency, this could be a, a Romans, you know, despite my, my frustration and me getting my Italian up, which I do quite often, but anyway, with the media. <laughs> this could be a Romans 8.28 situation, all things working together for good for those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose in terms of maybe people didn't hear about your document. Maybe there's someone struggling out there with a family member with same-sex attraction or with gender dysphoria, not aware of this beautiful teaching document and what the church says, or the very strong but loving statements that Pope Francis has made about uh, gender ideology and gender dysphoria he's spoken about that and probably that's one of the topics or issues he's been most strong about in addition to abortion in recent years how else can we and when you say let your light shine what can we do to help you get this document out there and to teach the truth in love well i would encourage everyone to read it you know it's available there's a concept i wonder how many media actually read it just saying. You know, it, it, it's you know, it's about ten pages of text, so it's not all that long. And then there are you know a few pages of appendices, but it's about ten pages of text. It won't take that long to read it. Uh, sit down, read it. Feel free to share it with other people, and and above all, in our dealings with everyone, we need to be animated by the love of the Holy Spirit. You know, we need to to approach everyone with love and compassion. And as Pope Benedict pointed out, you know, so well that, you know, truth and charity go together. Mm-hmm. It's a wonderful encyclical, you know, caritas and veritate. Uh, we can't separate the two. Truth and charity must go together. Otherwise, it's like cold butter. The truth doesn't spread. Right, right. You know, so it, it, we, we just need to, to always be beacons of truth and, and beacons of love, and that in itself is attractive. I have uh, utmost confidence in the Word of God and what our Lord has revealed to us, and it, it has been the mission of the Church just simply to preach and teach from, its, from the beginning, and that's what we are to do. Well, God love you for doing it and doing it so calmly and lovingly, and we really appreciate it, and we're glad that in, in many ways, this uh, story uh, that is developing, and we're not sure exactly why uh, Father Martin decided to do this now, but this story is giving uh, some very good coverage to this very beautiful document. You can see the link to it on the diocesan website of the Diocese of Marquette. There's also a follow-up statement from His Excellency Bishop John Dorfler, uh, and a link on that statement to the document. It's The document is it was actually issued, again, as I said, back in July, late July, but go to the Diocese of Marquette, dioceseofmarquette.org. I'll also post a link to it on my Facebook page. And feel free as well when we archive this interview to share this with as many people as possible. People need the truth about who they are. Made in the image and likeness of God is about loving people. It is not about rejecting people. It's just the opposite. And we're grateful for the peaceful and loving teaching of Bishop Dorfler from the Diocese of Marquette. Thank you, Your Excellency. Appreciate it. You're most welcome. I wish you and all the listeners uh, a most blessed uh, advent. All right, stay warm up there in Marquette. I know it's a little cold up there these, this time of year. Thanks so much for all you do. And we'll be right back on a Friday morning edition of Catholic Connection. Stay tuned. Do you own popular index mutual funds or ETFs? If so, you're automatically own shares of companies that conflict with your moral beliefs. Ave Maria mutual funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors can invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual funds. The experienced professional portfolio managers make decisions based on investment fundamentals and pro-life values. You can learn more about Ave Maria Mutual Funds today at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. When the need for senior care arises, home is where the heart is. 
Visiting Angels provides home care for mom or dad up to 24 hours per day, including personal care, meals, and light housework. You may select your professional caregiver with Visiting Angels. More information at visitingangels.com or at 877-374-LIVE. That's 877-374-LIVE. Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. She was a mystic and reformer who died at the age of 33. Matthew Bunsen and the Doctors of the Church. St. Catherine of Siena accomplished something no one thought possible. She convinced Pope Gregory XI to return to Rome after the popes had lived in France for almost the whole of the 14th century. They've been there ever since. For more about the Doctors of the Church, visit doctorsofthechurch.com. Do you remember writing your Christmas wish list as a child and wondering what Santa would bring? In many developing countries like Haiti, most children don't make Christmas lists and they don't expect Christmas gifts. Often, every penny their parents earn must go to their basic needs like food, shelter, and water. Now picture the joy of surprising a child with their first Christmas gift. You can spark that magical moment by sending them a box of joy at boxofjoy.org. A rosary and the story of Jesus is included in every box of joy. Give today at boxofjoy.org. We will regroup with our friends from the Bethlehem Hospital very soon before Christmas, God willing. I didn't want to let the bishop go, though, because he was making so many important points about the beauty of church teaching and how we are to reach out with love and compassion and truth, most importantly the truth, but we don't hit people over the head with it. We love them, and we walk with them and show them who they are, made in the image and likeness of God. And I love that analogy with the woman at the well and how Christ was sitting there at the well waiting for her and didn't right away say, oh, yeah, you had five husbands, and the man you're living with is not your husband. No, he gradually entered into this conversation, and what did she do? She was transformed, and she became, as we know from Scripture, one of the first evangelists. Talk to you on a Monday. Enjoy this weekend. Ciao, ciao. You've been listening to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio. Catholic Connection is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Andrew Kruchek. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net. That's A-V-E Maria Radio.net. Thanks for listening and join us next time for another edition of Catholic Connection. All Catholic, all the time. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. The 39th Annual Catholic Foundation Award Dinner will be Saturday, February 22nd at the Hilton Anatole Hotel in Dallas. During the event, they will honor Lydia and Dan Novikoff with the Catholic Foundation Award in appreciation for their many years of community service and philanthropy in the Dallas Diocese. All are invited to join the Catholic Foundation for this event. For more information and to purchase tickets, visit CatholicFoundation.com. Para Car Care is a proud sponsor of KATH 910AM. Here at Para Car Care, we are devoted to automotive maintenance and repairs for today's family on the go. Are you looking for that personal touch? Someone who will listen to your problem and give you options that are manageable for you? We now have two locations to serve you. For the Eulis area, 817 685 
And for the North Richland Hills area, 817-281-1388. We're on the web at parcarcare.com. Thank you and drive safely. Blessed be God. Blessed be His holy name. Blessed be Jesus Christ, true God and true man. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Blessed be His most sacred heart. Blessed be His most precious blood. Blessed be Jesus in the most holy sacrament of the altar. Blessed be the Holy Spirit of Paraclete. Blessed be the Great Mother of God, Mary Most Holy. Blessed be her holy and immaculate conception. Blessed be her glorious assumption. Blessed be the name of Mary, Virgin and Mother. Blessed be St. Joseph, her most chaste spouse. Blessed be God in his angels and in his saints. Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Catholic Radio for your soul in North Texas. Heard also on grnonline.com and on your smartphone. 